0: Shugay's music, to me, is like enchiladas. I cannot wait <laughs>
1: for this. <laughs> Church jams. Now.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Welcome. To Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. I, of course, am your co-host, Kylan Savage. With me, as always, is Mr. T.J. Smith.
1: Hey, man. I was just flying through the stars. What are you up to? Were you a star flyer? If you want to give me that title, I will happily take it. And there's 59 of me. Whoa. A lot. I cloned myself 58 <laughs> yeah. times. And of
0: course, we have
2: beautiful producer Josh. Hey, guys. And it's a wonderful occasion. And I have champagne Woo! for this particular moment on the show. Look Look at you! you. Look at it. so it's actually fancy. just, it's, it's sparkling grape juice. But it feels champagne esque worthy. Yeah. Because we're covering. If I may, Kylan, if I may, please, take please, this, this is your episode. This is a Josh. big moment. Your moment, buddy. This is buddy. your episode. This is the Hit first time. Pop champagne bottle, <laughs> insert sound effect. That oh, we don't worry. I got you.
0: I got you in the edit.
2: Starflyer 59 <laughs> on the show.
0: Woo. Okay. Can I just take a moment to explain for the listeners, and I think actually TJ, <laughs> yes, TJ <laughs> um, too, <laughs> why this is a big deal? <laughs> <laughs> please okay Josh Starflyer 59 is one of
2: if not your favorite bands right yes I've always said for the last couple of years I would say Starflyer it's either at this point it's either them or Jimmy it goes back and forth but mm. easy one or two wow yep that's Jimmy huge, It's the
0: world or Jimmy the guy down the street Jimmy Iovine Jimmy Hoffa <laughs> No, Jimmy. E World. <laughs> it's a big mob guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Starflyer is like such a big band for you. Oh yes. And Huge. I have almost no context for Starflyer, and I think TJ is maybe in the same boat. Pretty much, buddy. Okay. So <laughs> I may have a l- a little bit of an advantage over TJ. Because I care about our friendship more,
1: Josh. And I, <laughs> wow, there it is. Went you went. You've though. been oh. wondering, jammers <laughs> Now no, he no, laid no. it all out.
0: No, no. I, I specifically last year started a Starflyer deep dive, just because a I deep dive. love and care about you more than TJ does, Josh. Um, <laughs>
1: Damn. <laughs> Coming for me on this one.
0: <laughs> uh, no, 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 for real though. It was, <laughs> it was because I think we have a closer personal bond. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted...
1: Just get it all out as many ways as you can say it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> I decided to take a deeper look at your favorite band because I'm hoping to... Be a little proactive and maybe I know your firstborn child is already go, like going to school, but I'm hoping that like maybe like retroactively I can be the godfather to your children because I care so much about the music that you care about, <laughs> which is why I've been doing a, a, a Bruce And you have to tick that starfire box. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever, okay. whoever's okay. going to do it. Yes. That's a big requirement. obviously. No. Okay. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. I'm fully done, Josh. You love Starflyer, and I've been pushing for you to do your own Starflyer podcast.
1: It's true for years. <laughs> so is this the backdoor pilot? It
2: might be. I don't know. I'm going to say to everyone out there listening, this is your chance to show up. Yep. To if you let us know, bring the numbers on this episode. Maybe something will happen here. Maybe. Yeah. It'll be enough for me to, like, point to the numbers and say, guys, the fans want it. We got to do a Starflyer episode every month or something like that. Who yeah, knows? Whoa. It might Who just knows. shut <laughs>
1: CJ in down and become <laughs> an all-Starflyer all the time. It could. Same Josh I mean, channel, same job station. 17 records and a couple <laughs> EPs, so it wouldn't
2: take forever, but it would be a long time. But I yeah. I make jokes very often on the show or on social media about, like, Starting a Starflyer podcast or just like talking about Starflyer. And every time I do, it gets a ton of response. Yeah. And, so, and everyone like, is like, yes, I want to be a part of this. Sounds about right. People come out of the woodwork when you bring up Starflyer. They and really I think do. because we all love talking about Starflyer and we feel like Starflyer doesn't get talked about enough.
1: Yep.
2: Well, well. But maybe we'll see. they do. Maybe they do. <laughs> and maybe it's just because everyone thinks they don't. So we always talk about them. So they do. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Everyone, this is your chance. Bring the numbers, and you never know what will happen. What I can coerce Kylan and TJ into doing with the data
1: of <laughs> the true. listening of the listening the power yeah. of a pivot yeah. table. Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, That's uh, great. Yeah. No, we, we we will fully become a Starflyer podcast if Josh gets the numbers and TJ and I decide that we want to. There it oh, is. Yes.
2: <laughs> if we want to, summed it did, up. <laughs> yeah. So, if I may, <laughs> Kylan, I'm kind of feeling it. This episode. Do you mind if I get into some research before we talk Dude, a little bit more? This is fully your episode. Go, yeah, Josh and TJ. I'm 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 sorry
0: that I threw you and Josh's relationship under the bus in yeah, sake ouch, of a man. bit.
1: I know. God, I'm gonna have to do so much repair. It really puts you in the dungeon. On yeah. That it's like it's yeah.
0: like you know they they say that like some friends are silver. Summer gold. Uh I feel like I'm both. And you're the mm, you're So that makes me bronze. You're, <laughs> you're the Jackson five of friends. No, I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> perfect.
2: <laughs> Ouch. I'm
0: done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I promise, TJ. We yeah, I'm
2: I'm sorry.
1: Don't TJ, worry, Josh. Fine. Fine. He'll bring it Don't back in part B. My
2: future Yeah, yeah, you will. Don't worry. My <laughs> our future relationship definitely does not hinge on your enjoyment of Starflyer. All right, thank you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to love it. You will. You'll have to. Let's talk about the band Starflyer 59 from Riverside, California. Their careers from 1993 to present. Still going strong. This is 2024. Uh, There should be a new Starflyer album in the works. It's already been announced. And Cloud and crew at Velvet Blue Music are getting it ready to go. And I'm very excited for it. I think that's LP 18. My count is correct. Yeah. So members for this record... Are Jason Martin, who is the person running Starflyer, and like the like Starflyer is just kind of like Jason's vehicle at this point. I think it started as more of a band, but it's evolved. He's the only one that's been in the whole time, but writes all the songs and everything. Right. So Jason's on vocals and guitars that he's credited. Uh, there is a drummer who's credited as Dan Reed, but I've heard on other accounts that it was basically Jason who played all these drums. So. I'm oh, wow. giving him credit hmm. on here as well. So the only other person That's who cool. contributed some musical stuff is Andrew Larson, who did bass, and he was in the band for this and the second record, I think. Uh, so this record is colloquially known as Silver, but it's actually self-titled. And there oh, wow. are there the first two Starflyer records are both self-titled, but they're just referred to as the color of their names or the color of the album title, of the album covers. What am I talking about? I'm too excited about talking about <laughs> yeah, Starfire. Slow I'm so down, down excited. buddy. Yeah. Guys, let me Take tell you more about Starfire. centering breaths. <laughs> yeah, Calm okay. down. I think, <laughs> thanks, TJ. Thank you. Thanks, TJ.
1: You know me so well, TJ, that you can <laughs> <Yeah>. just... <laughs> yeah, I'm here for you, buddy. Anytime. <laughs> I got to build them up after all that kind of Call day or night. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know if you hey. can always call Kylan, but you can call me anytime.
0: Listen, I know that Jason Martin is in
2: Starflyer. He's a guy.
0: 69?
2: Right? Close. Is that the band? Close. That's going to dock you some points. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay, love I love Logan the idea fruit. that Josh
0: <laughs> is secretly keeping a pivot table of... of, <laughs> of the all correct, jokes. of jokes. No, of the correct <laughs> Starfly references that we make. That's true.
2: I'm... <laughs> it's competition. Making a Oh, I see. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So, nope. this record was originally not on the schedule and then as time grew closer to it, I was like, ah, we have to do it like cuz okay, it was released on March 3rd of 1994, which is its 30th anniversary this year. And I was like, we missed doing Starfire 59 for our volume 59, which would have been great, but we had Val from the W's on and it was awesome. So no regrets there. But I feel like we just was like, okay, I had to shuffle the schedule around a little bit because I was like, we have to do it for its 30th anniversary. And it's the first right. record, so we can hit gold next year and then kind of just continue on the trend. So Nice. Yeah, so it was a late-minute edition, but I'm glad we're doing it. So this is Starfire's first LP. It was released on Tooth & Nail Records, which at the time, this was one of Tooth & Nail's first releases because I think their first Crazy. record came out in either November or December of 1993. And this is mm-hmm. March, early March of 94. so I mean four or five months after Tooth & Nail's first release. Wild. And they were on the record label for many years. This was produced by Blood, in quotes, which was the production company Mm. of the team from the band Mortal, who I honestly don't know very much of. Uh, But it consists of, I believe, Mark Rodriguez from Mortal. I think his name is Yiro or Gyro Zahn. It's X-H-A-N. He's from Mortal and also in the band Fold Zandura. And then also, a name you might know is Jerome who who is in Mortal, folds Andura, and would later join Switchfoot. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's Romy from Switchfoot. And it was also mixed and engineered by Bob Moon, who does the next record. Worked with Jason a little hmm. bit. Fun credit in this album. It says, Starflyer exclusively rides Triumph motorbikes. And there's a picture of Jason <laughs> on a motorcycle. He's very famous for loving motorcycles. Sick. Yeah. I want to talk about some versions because uh, there's a couple different versions of this, so I want to get into it. Josh, you're just so cute right now. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I <laughs> love it. Play. I've got props. I've got props. So of course you do. So I have silver on, uh, and you'll notice. Oh okay, so okay. we have the, the CD. We have the CD. Look at that. Uh, it's just regular silver. Of course, your your fun little this uh, still airplane logo. Wrapped? No, I put like a cover on it. I got oh, these okay. for Christmas, so I could protect all my CDs. So yes. it's not shrink wrapped, um, but then the tape cassette has the fun little logo on the front. There's actually that is fun. when this was first, this first came out, it has a misprint on the actual CD itself, where Starflyer is spelled F L I E R, and mm. they do not have one of those. And they go for some money right now. So if you have one of those and you're looking to make some money, uh, hit me up. <laughs> I'll just put it add <laughs> in my collection very interested so, buyer very interested buyer uh I also i'm going to pull out my vinyl as well this is Ooh, the reissue from a couple that. years back 2018 2019 something like that mm-hmm. uh and then it was remastered in 2005 and has this artwork with some bonus tracks from mm. um the shes the queen ep and it was remastered actually by troy glesner friend of the show hey hey nice i texted him about coming on i was like hey do you want to come on and and talk about uh silver with us and he kind of was going back and forth on it because he has he said on our show that he's a very big star flyer fan and then we talked a little bit since then about how he was kind of at odds whenever tooth and nail asked him to remaster these because he's like but i don't want to like they sound great but like Right. this is a job they're commissioning me for so mm-hmm. that's something right. I definitely want to talk about whenever we have him back on is 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 that kind of like push and pull of like what do you do and then and it's kind of contentious cuz obviously like Starflyer fans are very passionate obviously based uh, solely obviously.
1: on this conversation <laughs> I, <don't>, I wish <laughs> I knew one I wish <laughs> I they knew sample size I'm a, I'm a pretty
2: moderate thingy. guy when you when you think about it um <laughs> this so is so fun okay I I just have to interrupt
0: I I feel like is this the way that both of y'all felt when we did I Am Hollywood Part A with me?
1: Well, I think the difference is we were also really excited about that. Like, yeah. fully and informed right. about that. Right. In a way that, like... Okay, okay. Is this the It way wasn't like he, one of us showed up with all of the merch.
0: Is this the way that
1: you guys felt when I brought
0: up Just to Brazil? Yes. Potentially. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yep. I just... I just love this, Josh. Because I, I know nothing I about yeah. I you know have I have like, which is fun for
2: me. Yeah. yeah, this side of you. Yeah, I just yeah, love it. Yeah. So I do, so I do want to say uh, so Troy. I think was saying that he didn't think that he'd be the best person to have on for this because he also did the remaster, which he's like it's not the true version, the original master. And so, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that's that granular. So we'll man. talk to him about that yeah, uh, more later, but he. He chose not to come on for that reason, but shout out to Troy for Absolutely. remastering the remaster of this record. Yeah, that I think is about it Um for other than songwriting, Chris. <laughs> all Jason Martin. So yeah, so this is super fun for me because <laughs> we could go in with this like an I'm Hollywood where everyone kind of knows it, but I am very interested how this will turn out. Of y'all diving yeah. into, or at least TJ diving into
1: Starflyer for like I'm the so very curious, first man. time. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be intriguing. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm okay. Excited. TJ, I I would love. I know you don't have much, but I would love as much perspective on Starflyer as a concept, as a band. Like,
2: and if you have it, anything it's, sonically, it's, you're expecting. Yeah, it's
0: it, it's obviously like a name, sure that you know. Oh yeah. So so I want to know what are your expectations going into this record and knowing that your best friend in the world josh olson loves this
1: record (laughs) i mean i guess i don't have a ton to go on like you said i think i i now that now that i've been informed that i guess jason maybe the others that were a part of this album were you know that that California might be a flavor on the album. I don't know how much how heavily that will feature, but um, I I think you know alt alt rock like nineties. And I know like knowing knowing Josh likes Jimmy World. I'm thinking that's a reference point potentially.
0: Well, okay. When when you hear the name mm-hmm. Starflyer Fifty Nine, mm-hmm. what? kind of sound comes into your head. We talked about this with walls and Emery. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear the name Emery, you have a very yep. specific sound that, that comes in your head. Now, like having no context,
1: what what kind of sound comes into your head? I got head? nothing. I would throw like a really random scatter shot out there of like somewhere between shoot, I'm trying to think of like another band that that would be like the... I'm thinking of like a triangle. I'm thinking Jimmy Eat World okay. in one corner of the triangle. Pedro the Lion in another corner. Okay. And I don't know what the bottom would be. I'm thinking like a flipped, like an upside down triangle. And it's Jimmy Eat World, Pedro, and... What if I told you... Yeah, tell me. My Bloody Valentine. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put that there. That's great. Okay. That feels right. And I don't... I, I feel like... <laughs> Because well, I was looking for something like a little more intense, right? And like I said, I've got nothing to go on, so I love that. I am very excited for this part B to hear, yeah, how
2: similar or dissimilar it was to your expectations.
1: Oh, I'm sure it to be, be way fun. off. <laughs> I don't think I'm close at all, <laughs> but that's just you know off the off the noggin. That's mm-hmm, what I got, mm-hmm.
2: Kylan. What about you? Okay. What is the depths of your Starflyer knowledge? So I have listened to, in full,
0: She's the Queen, Americana, and
2: Young in My Head. And I think you did start with Changing of the Guard. Because I think you asked yes, about getting yes, Starflyer. Yes, yes. And that was I did. a little contentious among Starflyer fans, but that was actually the one I recommended to you. Yes, because you know presences. me so well.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so the whole thing is, About a year ago, I asked you, I was like, hey, knowing what I like musically, because, okay, so Starflyer has been around for so long. And and the one thing that I kind of know about Starflyer is, like, it's Jason Martin. It seems like the kind of project that he kind of just pursues whatever is of interest to him at the time. Hmm. So I feel like it's a it's a project or band that has a lot of changes. So knowing what you know about me, like where would you recommend as a Starfire fan I start listening to Starfire? And you told me the Changing
2: of the Guard, mm-hmm. which I very much enjoyed, which is. Extremely different than what is gonna be on this record. But yes. what yeah, record some, is that in, in the chronology? That's his tenth record, I think. <laughs> it's in twenty ten. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's a full yeah. what, sixteen years later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very much different. He'd gotten a lot more pop then, like indie pop kind of stuff. And it's got some like mm. some mid century vibes and it's got some uh what's that show? Oh. The kick the can is from the Twilight Zone. It's got some Twilight Zone references. Oh, and it's yeah. got oh. some like spaghetti Western vibes. So I'm like, kind of like right. that. Yeah, yeah. This record does not have any of that. It doesn't. So, okay. Nope.
0: But I remember parts of this record. I remember driving in Oregon, listening to this record. It's a very good driving record. All Star Flyer is.
2: I think it's a little long. For My taste, right? 10 songs in 34 minutes and eight seconds. Oh, it's oh.
1: not
0: too bad. Okay, no, that's not too bad.
2: From what I remember, like
0: earlier, Starflyer is a little more like shoegazy, mm. My Bloody Valentine, Jesus and Mary Chain, mm. like fuzzed out, you know, real super like reverby vocals. Uh, and you're mm, just okay. like. Like vibing out,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I think TJ is really going to enjoy this record. Mm. I think this cool. is gonna this is gonna make the list of our twenty twenty four wrap up. <laughs> Josh just wow drinking that sparkling grape juice, mm-hmm. celebrating man. I as you
2: should. I think it's gonna <laughs> be a big surprise for TJ. Cool, man, I'm excited I look about that. To that. I do yeah. just want to say. This is obviously very beloved within the Starflyer community. This, and maybe to kind of put a little weight, take a little weight off your shoulders going into part B. This is one of my least favorite Starflyer records, actually.
1: Ooh, oh, wow. Contentious okay, of where, you, where, where, where is where,
2: contentious of me? Yeah. Um,
1: mm. Okay,
0: we, you don't have to give too much context, but like, what number
2: does this rank out of his, cat, out of his catalog? Sure. He's at 17 now. I'm gonna say fifteen or sixteen for me. Oh wow! No, it's bottom third without a doubt. It's very low. All right, I'm gonna say this is is a top five. Very hot take is a very hot take within Starfire,
1: but okay. So you just liked so much of what else he did. Yeah, and it pulls from, like, yeah, like,
2: I love, Gold is, like, my number two Starfire record. So, Silver, but then Gold's number two, but then I have some, like, later records that I love that are also within some, like, mid-2000s, late-90s as well. So, it's kind of, hmm. it's a little varied, but. Okay. That's what I'll say about that. All right. right. Well, So, all the Starfire listeners can come for me, call me a phony for not loving Silver. (laughs) (laughs) A classic I CJ in fashion.
1: Just yeah. just making people angry. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> as takes. long
0: as you mangled no facts on this episode, we yeah, should be fine. I don't think I did, but you know what? I may have. You know? Let me know. Let me know if Who I knows. did. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to deep dive into silver. But say Star Starfire Play. 59,
2: because people are gonna get mad.
0: Okay. Starfly 59 <laughs> by Star 59, Star 59. A.K.A. Silver by Starfly 59. <laughs> okay, this show's stupid. Fans are stupid. I, I mean, whatever. The classic self-titled, Just... <laughs> one of the self-titled. <laughs> one of the two self-titled. Yeah, whatever. One Records. of
1: two self-titled.
0: Just listen to whatever the fuck you want. You'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> See ya. The end. <laughs> hey, jammers. We're talking about our favorite sponsor ever, Collide Records.
2: Com. And this episode, we're talking about one of my favorite bands, which is Starflyer 59. And you know, there's some Starflyer stuff at Collide, but I also want to talk about one of my other favorite bands that Collide has in stock, which is another Southern California band called Thrice. And Thrice. if you're a Thrice fan like myself, they've got plenty of vinyl and CDs in stock. I actually had my, my sister-in-law... For my Christmas present this year, she was asking what to get me, and I was like, actually, I've never got the Artist in the Ambulance Revisited vinyl that they released last year. So mm. that's what I asked for. And you know what? She got it from Collad Records for me, and it looks and sounds great. yo. That's awesome. Nice.
0: Did she use our promo code?
2: She did, in fact. So it was kind of a ah. double present to me, which was great. That is. is. What is
0: our promo code for people that don't know?
1: Oh, you looking at me? I am. I'll give it to the people. It's Church Jams Now. Ooh. Oh, one word. So, first step, use your fingers. Two, go to colliderecords.com. For Thrice
0: Records, quadruple your savings. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. There's something here. but only no, no, there's something <laughs> <here>. <laughs> No, you can find it. Yeah, you got it. There, there's something here. One, use your fingers. Two, go to Collide go Records. Go to Collide
1: Records. There it is. To get get a Thrice record. Thrice records. For all four of your friends.
2: Boom, there it is. (laughs) One for each member of Thrice. (laughs) Ah,
0: there there it is. is, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so once again, go to colliderecords.com and use our promo code Jams now at checkout for 20% off your first purchase, which is super rad.
1: Once, twice, thrice a lady.
0: Let's get back to the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk to you guys about some ratings and reviews.
2: If you're out there listening right now, just if you follow any podcast, a great way to help them is to rate and review them on whatever medium you listen to—Spotify, Apple—and uh, there are multiple ways to do that. And and you know what I thought would be fun—I brought this to the guys. This is our first Starfire episode, and people have been wanting more Starfire content from us. So I'm like, hey, if we can get up to 59 reviews on either Apple or Spotify, or if we do both, maybe something else will happen. I know how many people listen to this show. That's true. That's easy for what we're at. If you're yeah. listening to this and you haven't rated review us reviewed us yet, get to it. And you know what? Maybe if we get to 59, something cool could happen.
1: And it doesn't seem like too big of a reach, right, Josh? Like no,
2: yeah, we're in the 20s already late.
1: right now. Yeah, it's only like 30 odd reviews. That's not too bad. Yeah, easy money. Wait,
0: it's if we get 59 reviews, not if we get 59 stars total.
1: Well, you're getting way uh, too complex over here. All buddy. our reviews, okay.
0: Cool. I'm just trying to be a Starflyer.
2: But I don't know what we'll what we'll say. I don't know. Should we say a month? Let's give it one month. One month before the next Starflyer anniversary happens. But no, I
0: didn't
1: look up no. when that is. No, let's so. give it
0: a month. Let's give it a month. 59 like, on,
1: generous. We can do that. Gamers, come on. I believe we in you. believe y'all. in you. Yeah.
2: So you if you want this. more Starflyer content, rate and review. Yeah. Get that number up and... Otherwise, we're
0: never covering Starflyer again. Oh you heard no. here First, here first. never things are
2: so high. We don't even get to my favorite Starflyer <laughs> nope, stuff
0: we're yet. we're never doing it. And Josh, if you speak the name Starflyer on the show after this, and we haven't hit 59 reviews, I'm just bleeping it out.
1: <laughs> it will end Everyone, be as if please. Starflyer 59 never existed. Please, please. Exactly. I can't confront that reality. Yeah, Please. do it for Josh. Rate yeah. and review. Do it for, jo- do for, it for Josh for the sake of the don't show. Do not do it
0: for us and for me. Do it for Josh
2: for the sake do of me on Josh. the show. I will then be a hostage
1: on this show. Exactly. <laughs> if I cannot mention Starfire, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to sign up for that. Too bad. Like, <laughs> Too this bad. Might just already man. You already have. <laughs> you already have. <laughs> I can't be complicit.
0: <laughs> Too bad. Let's get back to the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Church Jams now. Hope you enjoyed those ads as much as we enjoyed making them, which, let me tell you, folks, was quite a bit. So, a little bit of business before we continue this Part B. We were so rowdy for our silver Part A. (laughs) And by rowdy, I mean I was having much too much of a good time uh, questioning Josh and TJ's friendship uh i i have there's True, two two points of business first tj i must apologize yeah you should i'm still pretty beat up about that i know i was a little worried you've been busy this week and i was a little worried
1: that you were mad at me oh no uh, <laughs> i'm realizing uh, um. now <laughs> that, <laughs> that i'm You're like so busy the cold shoulder every, like, every, like, oh, it shit. probably felt pretty bad yeah i was
0: like oh I'm shit sorry.
1: no man we're good we're good okay I know. Water under the Starflyer Bridge, buddy. Cool. Mm.
0: And second order of business. We totally forgot to do our flopper bot predictions. We did. Uh,
2: It's been a while since I feel like we did a regular episode. You know what, though? I'm
0: going to own it and say what I've been saying. 2024, the year of fucking with the format. (laughs) Intentionally (laughs) or not.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's just the vibe of 2024. (laughs) Whether it's intentional or not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We've been doing this. We've been doing this for. Over three years at this point, uh, you know. So We should know
1: better. We can, well, yeah. I was trying to but make the opposite just, point. We can just <laughs> oh, roll with it. We oh, get <laughs> <okay. have> to phone <laughs> it out. in occasionally, right? That's, that's what Kyle's saying. That's
0: okay. such a Josh response.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: we should know better.
1: <laughs> Hold us to a uh, higher standard. Okay, producer. Right.
0: <laughs> um, so let's just get that out of the way real quick before before we get into it. What do we think we would have predicted? I will say 100% would have predicted a bop.
1: Okay. I would have definitely we said have a bop. to trust you yeah we 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 can just take our words for it. That's all we yeah. have at this yeah, point. that's true. I think I would have said like a bear, bear bop, bear bop. are you not a shoe gaze guy? Did we talk about this in Part A? I don't think we talked specifically about whether I'm a shoegaze guy or not, and i'm I'm really not mm. um I think i i will I will contextualize. What I yeah, just said. I'm, I'm so excited get to get into it. Yeah. I'm so but excited. I think I would have predicted this. a bear, bop bear based bob based on that. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, let's see yep. how those predictions Ooh. hold up.
2: Well, I've yes. got two things first that are real fast. Can I add? Can I add? Okay. I add, oh, okay. What, you got to let yeah, me sorry. ask. Sorry. I thought you were. Oh, I no, thought you were. You got to go right me. into it. No, you've you been tra- so <laughs> good at your transitions lately. I'm like, I got to jump in before you transition. He's really zippy. He's real good. Yeah. You got to trust me. All right.
0: Do it. Before we get into Silver by Starflyer59, of course, I have to ask everybody, do you have any general thoughts or anything you'd like to share? Josh.
2: Oh, oh, I do. I do. (laughs) Josh. Uh, I have two things. First of all, I have another bottle of sparkling white (laughs) grape grape juice juice. that will substitute for champagne on this episode of Starflyer59. But also, we talked about how this album can be if you're not familiar with the band, how to find it on Spotify Uh, because it is self-titled. So you have to go, there is a silver, but is the remastered version that has a lot of extra tracks from she's the queen. And it's not the original mastered version of it. So you have to go to Starfire 59. That was on from 1994. But then on Spotify, if you're doing that, you can do the one more, it's a weird, gross yellow artwork for some reason, but then you can do the one more release and it goes to the actual correct artwork color for some reason. So, what we are listening to, to yeah connect. this is the only true way to experience this record the real
1: deal That's folks. True.
0: all right well gentlemen let's go ahead and pull a jeff foxworthy and <laughs> dive right into track number one blue collar love
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay fucking
0: <laughs> with the format oh, 2024 so baby so confused, <laughs> but
2: that makes a lot of sense <laughs> I do want to say, as I've been preparing for this episode, I have notes, but I really am just so interested in what specifically TJ, but also Kylan. Like one TJ <laughs> experiencing Starflyer for the first time is is thinking about this record, and then Kylan, I believe, for the first time listening to Silver is yes is is experiencing. So please take it away on your first thoughts.
1: Well, I'll just say that when I first put this on, I kind of did like a double take i was like is this silver slash self-titled starfly 59 or is this siamese dream that i'm listening to mm. currently because i did not expect the pumpkins to be so smashed um <laughs> <laughs> you're like it's smashed. february why are we doing this <laughs> yeah man i mean right out of the gate like just some big grungy shoegazy energy i'll be honest i was not ready for that. Uh,
0: was it a good surprise or a bad surprise or just a surprise surprise?
1: Not uh sure. I'll I'll revisit the,
0: Okay, don't Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want the context of the whole
1: album. Just yeah, literally no, this I'll first track. I'll revisit my headspace for this moment. And it was interesting. That was okay. kind of my main my main thought was like, okay, this is a little heavier than I thought. And and this is a like I feel like um based on this first track, my understanding of Starflyer at this time is a little too rock forward for this to be a fair comparison, but it did somewhat remind me of the Secret Machines. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Secret Machines, but they're a little drony. They're a little more like kind of, um, I I, I think of them as like metallic psych rock. They're not like electronic psych rock, but they're like, I don't know. they they, they, They do things that are almost shoegaze, but not, they're a little too, I don't know, out there like they they kind of go to space. They're almost like a jam band but like through the vein of shoegaze. Okay. Um but they're but I wouldn't call them grunge or shoegaze. I th- I feel like they're adjacent. But but this track reminded me of that. So that's that was my main kind of takeaway. It was like, "Oh, this is Smashing Pumpkins, this is also Secret Machines, especially, you know, Jason's vocals, the kind of like whispery, super sketchy, so low in the mix, sexy, super like, reverby." Yeah. That that felt a little like it felt reminiscent of a, f- a few Secret Machines tracks, so that's a bizarre reference point that probably no one, neither you two nor any of our listeners will. <laughs> Someone know. out there will know. <laughs> if anybody knows Secret Machines, hit us up in the comments. Tag validate me. <laughs> TJ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely want to check that out. I need to know. <laughs> to me, I got a lot more like Sonic Youth. That too. Yeah, Sonic Youth, like definitely like Teenage Daydream. Yes, a l- a l- yeah. with a little bit of like Mud Honey. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely that like Pacific Northwest, like grungy, yeah. like super fuzzy. Sludgy fuzzy. Just, just yeah. fuzzy. I do like Jason's vocals. Reminded me of like you know how there's that joke going around years ago of like like LaCroix feels like They just whispered the name of of a fruit in the other room while you're drinking sparkling (laughs) water. (laughs) That's like kinda how I feel about his vocals throughout most of this. It's like it's like a whisper of something from the other side. Like you hear it, like you're listening to what? Is there something (laughs) like, oh, there's there's there So okay, which gets to to my main to my main point, Josh, if that's okay
1: for the uh, whole your album. Thesis.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. what we do, right? Okay. Like track 1, yeah. like okay, we just like <laughs> we like lay it all out.
1: Just show the whole hand.
0: <laughs> but I you're not going to know where I land yet, but I found which is really interesting for me because I am of course the resident vibe guy. It is really hard for me to critically and actively listen to a lot of shoegaze kind of music uh, uh, like this kind of mu- like noise rock shoegaze well, whatever you want to so call vibe-based.
1: it based like it's so vibey that's all yeah. you can do you just vibe out it
0: positions itself to be like mm. anti-critical right mm. like like mm. you, you wow. can't yes. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> like
0: like how so i struggled to take notes throughout this record right because it's it's hard
2: to it's so like swirly and wall of noise. You can't like find specific things to like pick out and like latch onto, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you can like it's so easy to just like zone out. Yep. It's kind of like so so Josh, we just did that that Disco Dads on Clarity, and I talked about Goodbye Sky Har- Harbor by mm-hmm. Jimmy World. How that song is 16 minutes long and how I felt like you know oh, there are there are parts of that song that I don't think I've actually heard, <laughs> but I love it, and that's uh, my favorite song on the record. It's really hard for me to like critically listen act, yeah to critically yeah. listen to
1: to this kind of music. Well, yeah. good,
2: I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think it's like across the board here because I yeah. definitely resonate with that as well.
0: But it, it's great vibe-out music. Like, it makes me wish I just, like, smoked weed, like, yeah. in a basement. Right? Like, it's...
2: In the 90s. Or in now. I sh- I could get a now. couch in here. Yeah, there you go. I can get a couch.
0: <laughs> I'm not a weed guy. I'm not a weed guy. That's the only thing. That's Like, there's so much music I feel like I can't fully appreciate because I'm not a weed guy. Yeah. You're not baked <laughs> enough to really get it. Yeah. Yeah. A couple more notes. Definitely some sweet, sweet bass on this song. I wish I could sing along. That's another kind of big note I have throughout the record, uh, which we'll get we to, to more go, in depth. Yeah. A,
2: like, yeah,
1: like it's. wait, Jason? Yeah, you, <laughs> it's me. It's me, guys. You, oh my! I didn't know we got Jason on the pod.
2: No, I've the actually been Jason Martin the whole time. The whole oh time. Gosh. That's why. No, no, no. Jason no, Martin has it's never actually, done an interview. Because it's me. Have you ever,
0: Doing ventriloquism.
2: This oh is such this, like, this
0: goes so deep because this, 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 this is a Patreon. This is a Patreon bin. You're doing a I'm ventriloquist ventriloquism act of Josh of Jason, doing, doing Jason Martin. No, of Jason Martin doing Josh. Doing Jason Josh. Martin. This whole time, Jason Martin has been a ventriloquist I puppet. See.
1: I see. Wow, okay. Wow. That does go deep. This is so deep. Uh, yeah, this my is, other note this on this is Illuminati stuff. I get Josh's tremolo thing <laughs> now. <laughs> yep right yeah <laughs> i get mm. why why you love the tremolo <laughs> makes so much sense
0: okay josh as our resident uh star flyer that's me that's you you are yep. our resident star our resident flyer <laughs> flyer of the stars what do you think about this track what do you let's let's tell let's, us everything yeah
2: oh man let us know I mean, how, how wrong we are I think it's it's good. I've kind of got to experience it within the Starflyer community as it's like this big moment, obviously, for Starflyer fandom. For like, it comes in with just like the huge riffs, and, and, and it's like really like a big centerpiece for like Jason because it's called Blue Collar Love. And he's really, he leans into that with everything. Like in the booklet, it says one small step for Starflyer, one giant leap for the working man. He. <laughs> always includes in all of his releases this has been a blue collar production his publishing mm. name for ASCAP is some blue collar songs so it's like this nice. is like this was what he started with like the first star flyer song and he's just like I'm blue collar he's a truck driver he's a truck driver's son so mm. he he like actually um, like is blue collar so
1: it's it's really big for like that in like with the star flyer lore yeah it's like his kind of pillar ethos or something like yeah like where like, he operates from yeah as a, as i'm a setting creative. the stage with this and this is like how i'm gonna
2: keep doing all my songs like in the blue collar ethos right. of like yeah i really
0: i really wish he could get larry the cable guy to open for him <laughs> and call it the blue collar music tour
1: oh man that would be great
2: The blue collar love tour <laughs> the
0: blue collar love
1: tour man oh yeah uh,
2: yeah who knows that could work that could work so, like, there's obviously a lot that goes into it, and I, just, I feel like I have a lot of facts with this, but Ooh, go for like it. as a song, I enjoy it, and I think it opens up the record really well. It's My favorite songs kind of come a little bit later into the record, so like, it's mm-hmm. one that I'm like, yeah, I like this, but it's not like, I don't think musically it'd be a standout for me if it was titled differently. Like, I don't know. I think that's a big thing of, like, because it's blue-collar love and because of how Jason's made that his his thing um right. but I, I do like it a lot i did send y'all a link to
0: yes there's to the plugged
2: that. version yeah yes. he did a live version in 1996 with this one and i really love that version like it's live so you don't have it doesn't it's not as sonically great but like jason's singing and playing guitar and he he's throwing in like he's had this this album's been out for almost two years at this point when he does this show so he's just like throwing in sweet guitar
1: things left and right like doing weird cool stuff that i just love i'm so glad you sent us that josh because i think that really helped helped me like get him as a guitar player yeah and a writer like because that's that was the star the live version the guitar is the star i think oh yeah i loved it he rips he does. He does. Really cool. I know. I know. I,
0: I, I have to say, when I listened to that live version, if that had opened the record, that would have been, I think, my favorite song.
1: Yep. It's so, good. I, I had yeah. similar yeah. feelings. On the, record. the live version rules. Like, it, it feels totally, I don't know, like it, it feels like he took the, the basics uh, of the song and like turned it on its head. In a way that the song was almost asking for the whole time, you mm-hmm. know, like you said, it it, it was two years yeah. in at that point, and he probably was super familiar with with the structure of the song. Playing a lot, yeah. And he was like, "Let's just play with the form here," you know. Yeah,
2: no, it's it, it changed my mind. I mean, and and now he get to the point now where like I'll hear his guitar parts from the live, or I'll like want to hear that when I'm hearing this. I'm like, oh yeah, this is just the studio version. And I was like, and that makes it. me want to listen to the plugged version. Yeah. it's so <laughs> yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: My last thing on this song is, okay, so, you know, my whole thing is about, like, first tracks. Mm-hmm. hmm Initially on first listen, I was like, yeah, this does a great job of doing that, of, like, setting the vibe. I will say, though, based on a full listen through, I don't think this should have been the opening track.
1: Okay. Mm. You have an alternate?
0: Of course I do. I can't we, wait. We, we, we will get to it.
1: I will say, kind of um, piggybacking on that, or almost responding, I I don't disagree, because I I think I can kind of see your point, but I I do, I have a headcanon for this whole album. I'm not going to say that... That this Jason... is classic cjn
0: i love it yeah. josh got the facts tj's got the, facts. got the headcanon <laughs> i'm talking about jeff foxworthy i don't know this classic <laughs> cjn episode we're right here right. The boxes, we do every man. episode <laughs> yeah, we're we we're about it. the fox <laughs> every single time uh, i'm just i i just i'm coming in with some nonsense that's completely unrelated <laughs>
1: But I, I have this this like I don't think I, I don't necessarily know and Josh I'd love to hear about this if you if you have any uh extra context that you can add to confirm or deny this, but um I don't necessarily know if Jason was like going for a concept record here, but I but it feels like to me, like blue collar love is sort of the is setting the stage. So we talk a lot about opening tracks kind of setting the stage musically, but on the second listen through i was paying attention to how it sets the stage for this headcanon concept that i have for the record we're we're starting off with like a love story in a working class world like a maybe a small town and you know these two kids are like falling in love but they're from blue collar families and and you know have kind of the deck stacked against them a little bit you know we're we're so the river the by bruce springsteen Basically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's doing Bruce. Yeah. Um Here for good, it. good job, Jason.
0: Oh, TJ, can I just tell you really quick, in Please. the past week, uh, I've become a massive Bruce Springsteen fan.
2: I love and, that. I'm just yeah. beating Kylan to the boss punch. Yeah, and, and jo- <laughs> Josh
0: brought up the other day about how he tries to, to reference the boss as much as possible on the show. Right. And I said, well, okay, well, I'm, I'm here to join you in that. I'm now his ally in <laughs> <Right>. referencing, <laughs> making everything well, I'm, about I'm the boss. I'm not going to
1: stop either of you. So that's... Perfect. You know. All right. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, I think we're, we're, we're having the stage set for us uh, with, with a blue collar love story that feels kind of uh, fragile. It feels um, vulnerable. It feels a little shaky on the rocks, if you will, um, from the get go. You know, even the chorus of the song, Now You're Turning Blue, The Time I Spent With You. It's like, even at the beginning of this relationship, we don't know if it's all that great. But maybe. It's got some promise. It's got some hope. We'll see. But but we don't know. The jury's out. So this is my headcanon narrative. Proceed. Okay.
2: All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward uh, to more from that. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, let's move on to
0: track number two, Monterey.
2: This is such a shift from, like, the super heavy feedbacky guitars to, like, just, like, mm-hmm. these, like, pretty soupy seventh chords. Like, the big guitars come back in, but just, like, how right. it just immediately drops to that.
1: And I will say, this yeah. is way more what I was expecting. Oh, okay. Like, I thought, I thought it would be way more of this. Still with some of those, like, big wall of sound, chuggy, like, fuzzy guitars, but more interplay. Not being the, the driving kind of, thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So that I was, I was at least glad that track two had, had that going on because I was like, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't that far off. Right. That's what I was predicting. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice that it finally Your showed Your intuition up. was right. Right. I do love the, the kind of psych guitar, the lead part. It's, it's really cool. And that tone mm-hmm. is just like chef's kiss, man.
0: In the beginning, I, I, I'll, I'll disagree with you on, the tremolo gets to be a little too much for me. Oh, you think (laughs) (laughs) it's too, because, because (laughs) they lean too heavily on it or (laughs) it's just, it's too much. I guess what I'm asking is on that lead lead line
2: change. Yeah. On the lead line. I think that's, that's, I think that's too much. Like uh, that's the depth of whatever phaser or chorus. Phaser, he's using. Yeah, that's just, yeah. That's just like max. So it was like wow, wow, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it gets
0: to be a little. It makes too a much for me.
2: effect, but yeah.
0: And I, I think maybe because of where the lead line sits in the mix, like it's totally fine for like the first like minute and a half, but then it kind of just like keeps going. Like it kind of cuts out here where we're at like 150, but it does almost like a solo. Right. That, mm-hmm. meow, meow, that meow. weird, like, it's like almost, a call and response uh, like, with the
1: vocal. It like does its thing, yeah. and then he sings, I know. It's like they're kind of like talking almost. Right. It gets to be Which a I little think is cool. It's like cool structurally, but right. I can see your argument for it being too much. I like it because it's 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 a distinct element in a song as opposed to just like fuzzy wall of sound. Right. So I don't mind that it's a little It does sound like he's just playing a there. spring. Like <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah, took exactly. his guitar strings and exactly. put guitar springs on. Yeah. And that's yeah. what the song yeah. is. And he just just stretched spring, out a slinky <laughs> Yep. Like yeah. tuned it and yep. <laughs> Pretty much. I was very interested going into this record on... Because one, I was like, okay, this is a super vibe record. So I think Mm. Kylan's going to enjoy it for that reason alone. But TJ is like a big lyric guy. And Jason... I was curious curious about this too. Jason is notorious and has gone on record for being like, lyrics oftentimes don't matter to him. Or they're the very... If they do, it's the very last part of the song that he even thinks about. It's all music... Well, mm. you, can you can tell can oh, tell by yeah, the vocal performance. Sure. You can tell that the vocal is just another texture. Right. And I don't know if he really started Starflyer to be a singer. I think he just was like, he was in a band before with his brother playing drums. And I think he started Starflyer to be a guitarist. And then was just kind of like, well, I can, if I am this, the guy, I can make all the decisions kind of thing. So I don't know if he like wanted to be the singer, but it just doing that allowed him to be like, the head of Starflyer and kind of do whatever he wanted to with it. Yeah. yeah. He was like, well, oh, I guess these songs need, you know. need words.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. Let's put so some in there. So I
2: was very curious how, like, that would come across to you with, like, a lot of these being, like, one super simple songs that just seem very, like, last minute thrown together, because like, I have to say something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I don't So I'm very curious how. I don't want to, like... Make you spill the beans on your whole uh, head cannon on it, but I'm just curious how yeah. that was hitting you when you ex- listened.
1: I yeah, I'm cl- I I figured this would come up because I knew going in you because have I don't know this band, and yeah, I have I have a reputation <laughs> to uphold, <laughs> and I actually did mention like on this song. Part of my notes were just about how the lyrics I could already tell on this album are are going to be kind of vague and impressionistic. But they but on this one especially they do evoke like a specific kind of feeling like it makes me think of volitional separation like the turning off to a place that you know I'm turning off here like it's like it's like ripping the band-aid off almost. So in a way to support my headcanon narrative, like it's like the the first fight maybe of the relationship or like the early Rocky stages, we're getting into the granular aspects of that and we're seeing like, oh, here's how we're different. So these two people in a relationship are, like, realizing, like, I know who I am and I see how you're a little different and I'm turning off to a different place and and going to somewhere that's familiar that that might not have you in it. So, yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot to pull from. (laughs) Nope. I'm reaching in a big (laughs) way. That's
2: what we're here for, man. I just didn't know if that was out of, like, you're reaching in a way that you're like, oh, I see something here or is like a, a coping bit. mechanism to get. Through? Probably both. Okay.
0: Probably both. Yeah. yeah Cause I think you've done both. that before on right. the show.
1: Yeah. So, totally, yeah,
0: That's true.
1: And I'm not, I'm not feeling in a, I don't, I, I don't feel like I'm in a point of desperation. This with is it. no mercy me where no, we're oh, crafting entire sci-fi
0: narratives to.
1: <laughs> no, no, but Justify. it, but it is, it is very impressionistic and, and, you know i'm glad to have the added context from you Josh that you know the lyrics do seem to come from a place of like oh i guess i should put some lyrics here yeah um because that you know it's not i don't think he's saying nothing i think i think he is saying something but it's it is it is more that the lyrics sort of point you back toward the the sonic atmosphere that he's creating mm-hmm. and and point you back to the mood that this album like Creates and yeah. bodies, and I think that's probably to.
2: a lot of like him being young and like being like, oh, I guess I have to do this too because there are definitely songs, even not too far later in Starfire's career, but definitely towards with like his later stuff where like yeah. he still is writing like simple lyrics, but like mm-hmm. he'll say things in a song that you're like, dang, Jason, like ah. like he oh, he sure. is saying something really with his stuff, it. and he can nail yeah. it with simple phrases and lyrics, but like there are definitely songs that. Like you're like oh like you can't just say no, all star Flyers songs aren't about anything or like the lyrics are always just like whatever because he does have some like big ones definitely more later in his career I would argue but mm-hmm. but it,
0: it's a very blue collar idea of why use a ten dollar word when you can use a one dollar one Wait, yeah when well, <laughs> a simple
1: one will do totally <laughs> exactly yeah. so he's he's remaining true to his core like philosophy which sure. is great yeah. you know
0: TJ can we talk about drums. Oh, yeah, for sure. How good are those, like, shuffle drums
1: on this? They're great. Yeah, the playing is nice.
0: So the only production thing that really kind of left anything to be desired for me was some of the vocal work, which, you know, mm. goes back to what you guys were just
2: I'll agree to talking that. about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drums are, like, perfect. And that's Jason too, right? I believe it is. We think yeah. so? Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean it's credited as Dan Reed, but I've heard it said that it was he wasn't really in the band. Like Jason He started in the band, but then Jason did all the drums on the record and then Yeah. yeah, I mean it's real gave him credit. Like it's real shuffly and just
0: like it's tasteful. Yeah.
1: Like he's only doing what he needs to do. Which makes sense because if he's writing the song, he's probably, you know, as a drummer, like he's got the drum part in his head and he knows as he's writing the song what it calls for, and I feel like that's what we're hearing. We're hearing right. like a drummer that wrote a song and knows exactly how to kind of give it well it's it interesting because no
0: i I think he's kind of taking that approach with everything, totally right, yeah. and I think sometimes that works incredibly well sometimes mm-hmm. i I think a little more thought could
1: go into it, yeah but there are moments where it could be a little more spicy like a certain part could be a little right. more and, developed and, and not just
0: drums but like every right. every yeah. every part Bass, of the, yeah everything lead but vocals when it all is locked in which i feel like it was on this song yeah i think yeah. it works incredibly well agreed okay let's move on to track number three slay It seems like he had so much fun making weird
2: guitar sounds.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh <Yes>. yeah.
2: <laughs> I really like the drums on this one. Sounds are okay. really
0: fun. I said finally some energy. Mhm. Specifically
1: drum wise because the BPM is the fastest we've had. And I think this should have been track 1. There mm. it is. That makes a lot of sense. I could totally see that.
0: So for me this this album is a real like bell curve energy-wise. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And you've got like it kind of starts like pretty chill and then it ramps up and the middle of the record is where all of the energy is. Mm-hmm. Right? So in my opinion when you're doing something that's like this that is so vibey and this is purely just personal preference, right? I think he should have spread out that energy a little bit more. Right. It makes the middle really great, but... It, it does, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, end. yeah, But then you, you've got, like, 15 minutes <laughs> on either side where it's just like, yeah, okay, got it. Whereas, like, when I started track one, I started listening to it, and I was like, okay... Or, no, 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 sorry, it was the last track. It was Monterey. I was like, okay... I know this this record's only thirty five minutes. I should be about halfway through, right? I'm like, oh no, <laughs> track two. <laughs> I'm two and a half minutes into track two, <laughs> uh,
1: but I like that this like really picks it up. Yeah, it definitely kind of engages you a little more and wakes you up. Also, though, can we can we skip back to the beginning and just listen to his vocals really fast?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's. What it's, is he doing? Is he
1: doing Morrissey? Is I was gonna say it's like, like it's like
0: it's like Morrissey having an allergic
1: reaction. That's it. That's <laughs> so, it. Yeah, he got a, got a bee sting so on the cheek. Like, yeah. got a bee sting, and he and he can't quite talk. Yeah. And she yeah. don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like his don't like Morrissey with a on <laughs> And your heart is not there. Yeah.
0: No, it's 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 totally no, I beast, think you nailed beasting it. Jason, Morrissey. Jason is a big Smith fan, so
2: you yeah <laughs> you definitely nailed sense. it on that. that.
1: I toothed it, you all <laughs> it. it, you back. toothed
0: it. You toothed it.
1: it's it's wild because it's like Morrissey fronting smashing pumpkins and that's just crazy. Like I didn't I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. Right. I probably should have, but I didn't and it's wild. It was a little distracting, not in a bad way, but just like, oh, he's doing something really wild here. Yeah, but before every show, they're like, all right, and
2: they sound really good in practice, but then whenever they go play live, Morrissey has a peanut allergy (laughs) and. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins always wants peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on their rider. <laughs> it's in their rider, so right yeah. Right before the show, Morsi's like, I don't know what happens. Like, every time we go to play a show, I break out like this. That's how I sound. Yeah. See, I don't know what the listeners
0: think, but this is why I come to CJN.
1: <laughs> For the hot takes on allergies.
2: Now, every time you'll listen to Silver, you'll just think of Morsi <laughs> breaking <Morrissey>. out from <laughs> with Billy Corgan uh, on guitar yeah. behind him. Yeah. <laughs> I like
1: that. this that linguini. Have shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> so <good>. I'm allergic.
2: <laughs> well, not as bad. Uh, my first note on this song is Jason's vocals are a little rough on this one. Yeah, and honestly, mm. kind of the first few records mm. uh, It's interesting. TJ, you've never heard any other Starflyer, right? Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Right around two thousand and three. I think on old is where he starts doing it, and then it kind of gets progressively. But Jason switches to a very low voice. Mm-hmm. So like, if you listen oh. to like the most recent Starflyer, you'd be like, "Who's this guy singing?"
1: Right. So we're talking like rock and roll, Leonard Cohen. Like what? Kind of, it's pretty low. Yeah. Like he can yeah, get okay. down there.
2: So and that's what
1: and I love that voice. Like when Jason
2: switched, like that was like. Obviously he's older and he's been smoked a billion more cigarettes at that sure, point from sure. this point. So that helps, I'm sure. But it's like Matt Burninger on
0: Benadryl.
1: Oh sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
0: oh, is he still
1: alive? Like is his heart beating? He on
0: his yeah, I all this already because of the, his, the, the his, peanut his allergy. Back. Yeah. His heart is beating at 30 no. His BPM. Heart, it's not there.
1: <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> It's not there. Um, Somebody
0: take him to the ER, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he shouldn't Josh, still be singing? <laughs> Josh, you actually bring up you you bring up uh, an interesting point. Something that I did have a question about was the because you know there there are some vocal moments that are relatively pitchy, and so I was curious as our as our resident star flyer, if you have any information on like or or just your personal opinion on do you think that the whole lyrics as throwaway, let's bury the vocal kind of in the mix with a ton of like reverb and stuff. Do you think that could have possibly been a defense mechanism for for an insecurity about the vocal performance? Cuz that's what right. it that's what it kind of felt like to me quite for a few sure. times on this record.
2: I definitely don't think he was very confident in his vocals yeah. for this record. And I would say I don't think they're buried enough. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I think they could go in a little bit lower. Yeah,
0: as I, I'm just saying, like as someone who is not confident in my voice for so long. Yeah, yeah, I can relate. It it kind of like it makes sense to me why mm-hmm. the decisions were made for,
1: and even the style choice, like the the affect, the enunciation, like it's yeah. all kind of like a way to, you know, create some smoke and mirrors, if you will. But that also creates a unique sound, like a unique a unique texture of tones that like if he had tried really hard to sing and and if they had pushed the vocal up in the mix, it probably would have been pretty bad. Like, you know, if he's still learning how to Mm -hmm. sing and he's still gaining confidence in his vocal prowess and style and still learning his style before he goes down to the low vocal however many albums later. So it's it's almost like hiding behind these things, like you're talking about Kylan became like a style choice and then created their signature sound right for this period Mm. maybe which is i don't know to me i I think it's i think that stuff is fascinating like when you kind of like have a crutch but then it becomes your superpower a little bit yeah Yeah. i definitely think
2: it contributes to the overall vibiness of it because then you're not too focused on lyrics and vocals you're just kind of letting it just it seems
0: like an intentional choice
2: right I think it does work for that. It's like, well, this was kind of a limitation, but now it's working to our advantage,
1: yeah. right? I do think the lyric is interesting. Like, there's not a lot going on for most of the song, but the the crux, the title, right? She's just a sled, and he's just as bad. To point it back to my little headcanon story, I like the idea of her being a sled. So there's 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 him and her. He's riding the sled, and and she's kind of taking him off on a careening path that he didn't want to go down. He wasn't expecting. And you can't really control once, once, uh, gravity takes you, right? Sometimes your life choices or choices you make based on a relationship with another person who has kind of a, they're a ball of energy, uh, and force and drive. And you just kind of go along with them. You absorb into who they are, their personality, their characteristics, and they, and then you wake up one day and realize you you crashed at the bottom of the hill because gravity took you on the sled and you couldn't you couldn't redirect the energy. I like that. But but also he's just as bad. That part kind of saying like, well, he could have he could have intervened. He could have jumped off. He yeah. could have avoided could've the more, fall. Yeah. But he didn't. Mm. Um, so that that small moment of lyricism, it's terse, <laughs> but I but I did like it. I thought it was an interesting visual and no it's also been stuck in my head literally all day to day like yeah just (laughs) those two lines over and over again yeah i mean it's hooky that Mm -hmm. section really kind of gets stuck in your head wow tj that
2: that was really good i like that you're putting way more thought into these
1: lyrics than jason did i mean (laughs) yeah it's just what my brain does man i can't help it (laughs) exactly (laughs) i would love to talk to him i'd love to know like hey man where'd you come up with that he'll probably be like well, where we recorded, there was a studio, or, or there was a sled in the corner of the studio. But, right. where I was just like, that works. Yeah. Someone to <laughs> just watch Citizen Kane and some <laughs> yeah, exactly. song titles.
0: So here it was. That's it. No, I just think so. I, I told Josh the other day, we're, my wife and I are re watching 30 Rock and literally the episode last night, because I listened to this episode or listened to this album a few times throughout the week. I started cracking up because there's a joke when Don Geist dies, you're like, yeah mm. maybe, maybe he'll leave me his his favorite childhood sled it was called <laughs> sleddy <laughs> that's a perfect joke and then i just started thinking of this <laughs> song i never wish i might i might do an edit like for our instagram of that clip and then this song just starts playing underneath perfect oh. <laughs> um all right guys let's move on to track number four hazel wood
2: You know who would move on to track number four? Hazelwood. Hazelwood. Hazelwood.
0: And me. You sure did. And you. Talking about some more sweet, sweet bass, I love the bass starts really high on the neck yes. on this one. Yeah. You haven't had yes. that yet. Yes. It's nice. It's real simple, but it's up an octave, so.
2: But I yep. say, when this song kicks in, now we're getting to the part of the record that I really enjoy. Is like yep. And just that intro with the guitar sound is cool, and like the bass up on the neck is like, ooh, love it.
1: All reasons why this is my favorite song on the record. Oh, wow. Why is it your favorite song? It's a pop song. Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) Like, can you forgive the pitchy vocals? Like, the vocal performance is pretty rough on this one.
1: And it's pretty high in the mix, too. (laughs) Yeah, this is one that... But here's the thing. I don't always... I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't remember if it was a Patreon or how many times I've said it if it was once or a thousand times, but I tend to gravitate toward vocals that are a little rough and scrappy or weird or strange. I'm usually not a fan of a really, really, like, pretty, polished, perfect vocal. Um, There's something about the human quality of a flawed vocal or a weird-sounding vocal or just the personality in a it gives it in a character weird yeah. vocal, yeah. And so I lean toward that more. And so yes, I can absolutely look over pitchiness and you know um, lack of maybe technical skill, if you will, because I see the heart in it and like again that kind of like atmosphere that I feel like Jason's trying to create in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still very like light and breezy. And feels kind of happy. Like, I feel like this is maybe the most happy, bright, kind of light song on the whole album. Well, and I think is, I needed it, that it's breath the of fresh there. the
0: cure song on the record. Also uh, that. Yep,
2: that is very also true. That. Especially
0: with, like that lead line. Dun, yes. Dun, 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 dun.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, the lead line is hooky. It feels like, like a catchy lick that you would hear in a radio pop song, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the... Mix is different, you know, and the, and the tone is obviously that kind of shoegazy, grungy thing, but it's the, the line itself, you could, you could put in a Miley Cyrus song even or something, you know, and like it would work. So I like that this, that his vocals are actually higher in the mix. Cause I can hear what he's saying and I can connect with the lyrics and, you know, I need that uh, a lot of times. Um, it's very simple. The song isn't long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Um... The lyrics are striding that line of kind of vague impressionism, but sort of hinting at a big idea. Like I think this is in my headcanon story, this is where they're trying to make amends. They're trying to kind of mend the fence and 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 build some trust again in the relationship. And I I like that kind of movement in the arc of the album. You know, your mind. You're it all, which is weird. now I was grammar? gonna call that out. Thank you. <laughs> like, I don't know if we need a full grammar jams
2: now departure. <laughs> well, we do, and in the year in the lyric booklet, the yearbook in the, the, yearbook. <laughs> the yearbook, the yearbook lyric booklet, it's a your as a possessive like y o u r, which I'm like, What? okay, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not quite, right? The it all belongs to you. It's possessive. You're it all. You're, not mine. <laughs> it's not it mine at all. It all. It's your it all. It's your, it, your all. it all. Yeah. But yeah, you're mine. Like, I don't know. There's 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 sort of a, they're coming back to each other. Right? Well, and I there's, do
2: like the kind of connective tissue there of like, and I don't know if this is like maybe from the different perspective, because you got, she's just a sled, right? And I'm just as bad, or he's just as bad. And then this one you get, on the deeper side, I'm just a ride, Mm, your mm-hmm. mind's so I'm like maybe yep. it's from her perspective or yeah. maybe he's you're like, like me. I'm just a ride too kind of thing because he's yes. just as bad who knows yep they're all sleds everybody's <laughs> sleds. they're all sleds <laughs> that should have We're been the sleds. name of the song. sled world baby <laughs> sled <Sleddy>. world. <laughs> I'm sledding it's just <laughs> like he's just like <laughs> imagining like the Pixar Cars universe but it's just sleds, <laughs> it's just just like, sleds.
1: <laughs> big bubble eyes on the front of sleds <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no I I, I like the song I think it's kind of short and sweet and bright and happy. And I think I needed that. <laughs> By the time we got the track for I was like, all right, cool. There we go. No, this yep. has always been the time of the
2: record. And like, I like Sled. It's fun. Like, like kind of to be picking up the energy. But when Hazelwood yeah. kicks in, because like, I got this over later. There's, this is like where I was like, okay, this is like the parts of Starflare that a later stuff that I really enjoy. You can kind of see in here.
1: Yeah. So right. this has always been a big uh, one I liked from this record a lot. Oh, and in my headcanon, Hazel is the name of the
2: the spaceship. Naturally, oh.
1: yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She also she's a spaceship. <laughs> I forgot to mention that part, Kyle. Thanks Slides. for it's called the ships.
0: Starflyer Fifty Nine, and we're about to get into some spacey shit. So I know, man. Yeah. I know
1: you're right. All right, well, <laughs>
0: guys, let's move on to track number five, halfway through the album, the Zenith. Dude, quarter note hits on the on the snare. Yep, uh, I just oh, yeah. love it. You, you have you don't have that anywhere else on the record. It's true. Uh, I love the energy on the drums, and then it just oh, sort man. of like transitions into this weird, like yeah, groovy, like American football kind of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: which is why, guys, isn't this wild? This is the longest track on the record.
2: It's
1: but name. it's my favorite song. It's Kyle's favorite song. <laughs> I kind of wondered. I, I could see you getting into this one. It's so good, it like, The American football of it all. Like American football of it all. Yeah. No, it does What it do you love th- about th- it? Yeah. Th- th- I mean, well,
2: other than what you've said. <laughs> I wasn't listening <laughs> at all. I want you You, already can you just go over <laughs> it. Yeah.
0: Should, should I repeat myself? No. So that drum groove totally reminds <laughs> me of like, specifically like, what American football is like trying to do now? Like mm-hmm. it feels very much like like Never Meant, off of
2: LP three. Never Meant is lp one. Right? Oh no no no! What am I thinking? Uh, Which one from, from LP three are you thinking?
0: Not Never Meant. Oh god! I'm. The well, let's Williams cut all this. One? Yes, the okay. Haley Williams one. Oh, okay. Uh, what is that one called? I'm gonna embarrass track myself. Track three. Front of all the American football fans. Uh, oh, one of them. I also love Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> uh, uncomfortably numb. Jeez, Louise. that's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it feels like getting numb. Do you want to start over? <laughs> no. I'll, we'll fix it in post, guys. I'm gonna edit <laughs> in I all my now, jokes. Whatever. I just now, cut the
2: Taylor Swift boyfriend joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's real good.
0: Yeah, this song has the most changes. I feel like of yes. anything of anything on the record. Because, mm-hmm. like, okay, as good as the drums are on this whole record. I feel like it suffers a little bit from kind of kind of almost the same thing we were talking about on Jars of Clay. Like they almost feel like drum loops. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah. don't change that much. It's straight like, ahead. Right? Like it's you, simple. Have a, you have a couple parts
1: and that's great. Like it's the opposite of like a lot of albums that have like flashy drummers that get in the way of everything. It's the right. opposite right. problem. But it gets to be a little sloggy, right? And this
0: one feels really dynamic to me.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that's pointing to, to Jason's credit. Like if he if he is the drummer on these tracks that we're talking about, kind of like going back to what I said earlier, how like you can feel that this is a songwriter that put all these song like all these parts together. He, you know, he laid down the drum part knowing exactly what he was going to do on guitar, and then he or or bass and then guitar and then vocal yeah. like and he is locked in with himself in a way that is really hard to do with two separate people or three or four or five separate musicians right. but when you're when you're the guy that's one of the strengths of this album i think is like how locked in it all is yeah there's no like kind of wibbly wobbly <laughs> moments where right. the bass is a little ahead or the drums are a little behind right. or whatever but yeah, I, I agree. I think the movement and the dynamism in this song is what really helps it stick out on the track list. Also, though the fade out is over a minute long, like it is. the song, the <laughs> song
0: so doesn't long. need to be five minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, the whole like the outro jam is longer than the first half of the, like the actual right. song. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. But I feel like I feel like he did that, like he did a
0: lot of intro jams. And then yeah. this one, he like got right to the song and then jammed. And I'm a At little end, more.
1: You like that structural choice?
0: I think so. Yeah, I think so it's a nice it makes sense. It's a nice uh, flip.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I had to look up zenith because I didn't know what it meant. And so
0: she's mm, the girl uh, of the 21st century.
2: Oh,
1: you're right. right. You're no, right. No, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that's, Xerox. That's Xerox. No, that's Smart House, Kylan. Z- Xerox, you're so close. Zenith, so
0: girl of the twenty first century. Brink, you're thinking of Brink, that Princess Warrior. It's a good track. You're <laughs> thinking of Colin? oh, it's Zenith,
2: the Princess Warrior, Princess Warrior, yep. and That's
0: Xerox, it. girl of the twenty first century. Uh, yep.
2: okay, all right. Mm. Now I'm glad we played that up. <laughs> I, I the definition That's that I, I found online. There we go. <laughs> is the time at which something is most powerful or successful, right? And that makes paramount. This song, The Zenith of My Notes. Yeah. So please <laughs> prepare yourselves as I I'm strapping a in. Diatribe oh, I love here. this. Woo. Okay. Here we go. Kylan, this is also my favorite song on the record. Ra- has been love for it. a very long, long time. Yes. That's so cute. Y'all are cute. So it wasn't this record, but Starflyer really is what I credit with making me a fan of modulation effects on guitars. Mm. Mm. And it was really Leave Here a Stranger, their 2001 album that I think changed my mind and is why it's my favorite starflyer record Mm. but because before then i was not into phasers flangers choruses all those weird like pretty fun effects now that i like now but starflyer definitely changed my mind on all that on how jason uses that and this record (laughs) uses them a lot yeah this is also the first outro jam that we get from jason as we've talked about and that is kind of a staple in his catalog he's done it a lot of times since and i'm always here for it it gets a lot of fun in like later in the catalog because he kind of gets pretty surfy he sometimes leans into his surfy um like tendencies with it and it to me it feels when he's at his most california when he's doing them because he kind of just yeah. lets it just kind of like go and then like just adds like layers of vocals and like guitars on guitars and stuff which i think it is a johnny marr influence because Huh. After the first miss record, Johnny would just like toot in just like so many guitar tracks. And sure. that's how Jason operates and that's how I operate. I'm just like, just throw twelve guitar tracks in there. Just yeah. and they're all doing different stuff, slightly different, right. just to make it fun, kind of thing. But yeah, every time Jason does a big outro jam like this, I'm here for it, even if it's like three minutes long and the song would have been two minutes without it, kind of thing. <laughs> You're here for the time I'm totally man, here right? for it. Yeah. And then lyrics, like, well, we've talked about, we've kind of bashed on the lyrics a little bit. These ones I am going to defend, and I, I'm obviously very biased no, towards I think, this song. I think they're great. Yeah. But I really like the lyrics on here, too, and it connects to some lyrical imagery on Gold, uh, specifically because oh, he says, okay. there she goes under blue skies, she swirls by, and on Indiana, on Gold, he says... Uh, in the basket in the blue of your eyes, a basket in the blue skies of your eyes. So he uses that blue oh, nice. skies again Little on fallback. gold yeah. a lot, which, yeah, which I obviously love gold. So if it makes me think of gold, I'm going to like it a lot as well. But the lyrics mm. are pretty simple here, but I do think, I don't know, and there you go under blue skies. she swirls by like, I don't know. That's like, it's kind of a nothing line, but it's also a cool, like, it's a good, I think it's a cool line. So mm-hmm. it gives yeah. you a cool image, even if you're like, I don't know what you're trying to say about this but I like the image of it
1: yeah and and I'll say just to kind of like echo what you're saying I, I think this and maybe the dungeon are the two tracks that the lyrics really match the sonics mm. and they're kind of like two sides of a coin like they're That's they're, fun cuz the, the dungeon DNA was, was
0: almost my favorite track
1: yeah,
2: no.
1: I also, I wondered about that one too. I was like, I was like, I feel like Colin would either love.
0: I almost just picked the dungeon
1: for the drama of it all, but. Yeah, this, yeah, this song. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do like these lyrics. I think they're they're simple but effective. I think maybe this was kind of where he was figuring himself out, at, like a, a little bit as a writer, like that kind of really effective, finding little themes of like,
2: oh, I like this, I'm going to use this
1: again kind of thing. Evocative yeah. imagery, yeah, yeah, and then like kind of calling back to it too, yeah. It's cool. Well, cool. Well, it's a good we, song. Hit, we hit we hit all
0: of our favorite songs, so uh, we sure
1: did. That's the show, guys. Yeah, all from all of us here Church hymns Now,
0: may all your favorite bands stay together. Peace out, my friends. I guess we're done. From here. Uh, here we go. Track number six, second space song.
1: As in, there was a first one, but we never heard it? There is, in fact, a first space song. <gasps> this is what I'm here for, Josh. <laughs> yes, there Inside it baseball. Is. Yep.
2: Um, it doesn't appear until, I think, 2000 on the Easy Come, Easy Go double CD box set, where it's called, I also think it's called Wherever You Go,
1: and then in parentheses it's called First Space Song. So, so. you're telling me he wrote that song before this album came out, never released it, Seems like, it sounds like that. Just just held on to it. Or he wrote second space song as a joke, and I was like, I guess I have
2: to write the first one now. <laughs> I don't know. So it it's could be a, either it's one. A I don't know.
1: George Lucas situation. <laughs> like well, yep. Got to make the prequel. I mean,
2: when you're yeah, when you're writing stuff about space, you have to start with not the
1: first one, right? That's true. Did he um include like a a really weird character with a really weird voice that everybody hated in first space song? And first space wars. Yep.
0: Yeah, first yep. space wars. Uh, he Perfect. did talk about Jesus. <laughs> this is the first does. overt. Oh, that's
1: that's who you're. Ta- that's, that's who yeah, i was yeah. talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus. Jesus. All. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I you were oh, okay. referencing no. Yoda. Okay. <laughs> no, what? No. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're gonna come for Frank Oz? Like, Do you that? even? Star <laughs> Not on my wars, podcast, <laughs> TJ. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? It's on my arm, bro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Morrissey space. Peanut butter mouth,
1: bee <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> <laughs> My favorite uh, Star Wars character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: gosh! Um,
0: Are you yeah. saying something, Kylan? Was- <laughs> yeah, oh, no, Jesus. I Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The first overt. It feels really weird. Yes. Yes. Thank we talk- you. Okay. Didn't we, t- we? Didn't we talk did about this? Where did this come from? We talked about this. This on- was the Sun's record. The Suns record. That's it. Oh, yeah. Where it feels, I don't know, it just, it feels weird. Like when, it like
1: totally be a secular album until.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it, it feels like a little like, and I don't think this
1: is necessarily
0: the case, but it feels a little like, oh, the label told me to.
1: Right. It No, it does feel that way. Regardless of if that's the truth or not. It, it's right. like, oh, we got to, you know, track five, six,
2: Well, and especially six, yeah. especially I feel
1: like you should at this like well, I guess right. I should
2: write a song about this if yeah. right. I am right. a Christian, so Right. And if he doesn't give a shit about
1: lyrics, especially at this point mm-hmm. <laughs> like sure. I mean whatever. What's crazy six, to me like, though yeah. is how like even if he doesn't care, okay? Like, he goes from these very kind of, like, dark... Like, this dark imagery. The Blue Skies being the one exception, maybe. Like, super dark imagery and, like, sad, sad shit. (laughs) To... Call a friend, be here unto the end. Eyes so kind, one that you'll never find. His ways, I love your ways. I love your ways. I love your ways. I love your (laughs) born to grace. The one that you don't chase, counts the sands. Jesus in your hands, always. I love your ways. I love your ways. I love your ways. I love your... It's like a worship song. Like, it's like, if if you put that to a different tempo and did some big... Anthemic Hillsong chords.
0: You're right. Oh man, it would be a worship if if it's four one five six and just on. That's what I'm saying. that's
1: what I'm saying. I love your ways. I love your ways.
2: (laughs) Australian accent. Yeah, you gotta sneak it in there.
1: Born to grace, the one that you don't chase counts the sands. Jesus in your hands. It's a it's a Hillsong. Yeah, that was a really good. That's pretty good, Peter. For Morrissey, oh. <laughs> no, that would be like this. <laughs> I love your wife. I love <laughs> your
2: <laughs> the blade. Yeah, and Morrissey. also it like all the rest of the lyrics seem to be dealing with some kind of like relationship drama right. or good times, bad times, and then this happens. Total departure. Yeah,
1: where did it come from? It is kind of weird. Josh, make it make sense, man. Tooth and I nail can't. records. But there are tooth Christian and
2: nail records.
1: Christian this was records probably
2: before. Over. This was like when Brandon was like, I don't know what's going on. I, I think I, I can barely put out a record. I'm not even going to care about what you say on them. I would. I don't know. He's Love like, Oh, you got sometimes. Jesus in there? All right, you're good. Yeah. Sure, that's great. We can put it in the Christian bookstores, baby. Um, <laughs> I will say this is my second favorite song on the record. I got a one two mm. punch right here. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. This song Does it have is...
0: anything to do with. Sorry, let me finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice self-aware moment, Kylan.
0: That was great. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> I, I'm so off track. Josh, just just say what
2: oh, you're going to say. Wow, that was great. <laughs> All TikTok that it. for nothing. Thanks, Kylan.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. That I was going to okay, say. That, that's going to oh, make the 20- twenty. <laughs> no, okay. no. That's just... Okay. That's going to make the 2024 most Kylan moment
2: of yep. CJN. Let me finish. Cut me off when I'm trying to talk about my favorite band. <laughs> and you're for uh, no reason, you're and favorite you have no reason. Second then forget. And, and then you forget what your point was.
0: Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. I got it. Of I got course it. he
2: remembers. So, does he get
0: it now? Um, <laughs> the chords are really cool. God damn it. I lost it.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to know if Josh I really just really loved the hand claps. That's my question. I do like the claps. Yeah. Because they came out and on I'd that field. I'm going to be yeah, honest. I never fun. saw that coming. I do like that this song has three intros, which
2: is kind of fun. Oh. But I'm here for all of them. It changes yeah. a lot. So mm-hmm. Zenith changed a lot too, but this one does as well. Um, and I think there's another gorgeous outro. In mm-hmm. Jason is like the king of these simple hooky guitar lines that you can kind of just like repeat. Like they're not super like long or like complicated, but they're just like, they just stick out and you're like, yeah, you just get them stuck in your head. And and then for me, at least it lets him get away with like, sure, do this outro for two minutes. I don't care. Just keep playing that line and I'm just going to keep grooving right. with it. Well, he mm.
0: does. It's the perfect vibe thing of like getting into a groove and not getting out too quickly. Like, he lets you sit in it long enough. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, this is really nice. And then we'll still change it up. Like, he doesn't rely on that one groove.
1: He kind of understands what the ear wants and for how long and when. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you're not here for my vocals. You're here for my (laughs) guitar work, and I'll
2: give
0: it to
1: you. (laughs) Here it is. Bask in it.
0: Yeah, I thought the, um, especially in the first intro of this song, the chords felt a little more complex.
1: Mm. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't just
0: feel like heavy power chords. Like, it yeah. felt like there was some interesting um, musicality in that. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's some tension in a lot of those chords and stuff, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. Not just the power chords from the one and the five. Right. And that was the point I was trying to make earlier. No, oh, bring it back. <laughs> you found it. Good job.
1: Clicked into place. It was all worth it.
2: It
0: sure (laughs) was guys It sure was I feel like I could drone on and on But we've droned We've droned enough Let's move on to track number 7 Droned
2: Say, speaking of droned, this song doesn't need to be four and a half minutes long. That's exactly what I said. This song
1: feels too long. <laughs> yeah, I got really bored. I'm just gonna say it. This song could be cut, and that'd be fine. It's in the name, like, yeah, it's drony. It's, it's
2: the flex
0: spot, guys. We talked about that it in is our the Bob tag spot. Yeah. The flex that spot. And just put whatever there. You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was this song that kind of made me realize, like, I think a lot of this stuff, right? The shoegaze, the grunge, the Stream pop, whatever subgenres you want to throw out there. They're they're the like any of the bands in those worlds are bands that I think if I saw them live, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is great. And and this this album and this song is no exception. Like this is a great example. I'd be like, really just headbanging. You know, I've got the long hair for it, and I oh, would yeah. I would That's look good. great in the crowd. Like I would be having so much fun. You're the guy that the bands want. Like we need that guy. Okay, at all of our shows. But they do. Th-
0: this brings up a really good point because I was talking. So I was listening to this this morning with my wife, and then having a really long conversation about shoegaze, noise rock, all that kind of stuff. And her disconnect for it was specifically, she's like, "Yeah, with this kind of music, like I don't know what I would do at a live show."
1: Oh, and you so just vibe, you know, like that's what you can like, do. You just do this. You just... <laughs> I, I do like a circular motion with my head, like... Okay. I'm just round and around. Yeah, eventually your your neck and your shoulders really hurt, Ready? but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. But but when I'm listening to just like a studio version of a song like this, I just get really sleepy, and I'm kind of just like... Well, this uh, is where,
0: where that bell curve starts to to go down a little bit, yep. you know? Yep. yep. Yeah, I could have done without this song. I think I would have yep. cut it.
2: I think, yeah, I think this may be my least favorite song on the record, just because cool. it doesn't have a ton to offer. And Jason does this a lot in Starflyer songs where the second verse is just the first verse with like one or two words different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here it's the exact same. He's just like, I'm just going to do the first verse over again right. and that's the second verse now. So, Well, if it ain't broke. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess he was like, maybe I should change one word. So right. that's what he does for a lot of Starflyer stuff later, but... It's the exact same, yeah. I do like how this one fizzles out at the end, but it takes a long time to get there because the song is again four and a half mm. minutes and doesn't need to be that long. That's very
0: true. But, guys, guess what? Oh, what so could it be? We're done with this song, and happy days are here again.
2: Oh, hooray! <laughs> Track number eight. It's like, eight. He, knew. It's like <laughs> yeah. he knew that like, I know. This, it I'm feels... gonna call the song Droned. And then when it ends, happy days are here again. Here we go. Track eight. Happy days are here again. This is the most streamed song on the record. What? I think it got on a playlist like recently to just bump it up to that because I've been monitoring, this may come as a surprise to you. I've been <laughs> monitoring Starflyers streaming numbers <laughs> on such Spotify a
0: for <laughs> a, a while, nerd. for uh, a
2: while. And they used to be, what are they at now? I haven't looked in a while. Um Where are they at these days?
0: I love that you just completely, said the opposite of your first point. No, I knew they were in the 200K. <laughs> They're at
2: 274 right now. Like, and for a long time, they were at like 20,000 a month, 30,000, 40,000. And then they got That's on some, like, some playlists. And like yeah. where like it would be like one song gets on the Gaze playlist or this song gets on some NPR playlist or something like that. Whoa. And I, this had to have been one of them because this was not – because for a long time, Jason didn't have a song that had over a million plays. And right. now he's got a few. So it's like it's pretty recent, within like the last like one or two years, I would say that this song jumped up there, and I don't know why. It seems kind of like Mm. a pretty deep
1: cut from the first record, right? Yeah, no kidding.
0: There's just some like intern at NPR that's a huge Starflyer fan, (laughs) way into it. So my thing, I was, I was, I was just fuzzed out at this point.
1: Same, same, honestly. It but I want to too know how much Kylo, fuzz. It was too fuzzy. Because the tiny baseline at 47 oh, seconds that's my only other note. Uh, although I had some sweet, sweet bass. I I said
0: forty-eight seconds. So,
1: well, yeah, Come I on. I I always give the timestamps a, a couple seconds ahead so that we don't uh, miss that's it. Smart. Oh yeah, I'm just trying to be a responsible podcast co-host.
0: Oh. Oh yeah. it is that's literally my only other Bo- note on do- the song it's forty eight
2: seconds. He was just doing scales
1: it. you know Do-do-do-do. yeah just walk it up <laughs> yep
2: well no, it- this great. this was a good song to like have that it's like under two minutes. It's right. I'm glad mm-hmm. it was, yeah,
0: well, the yeah. whole thing is like like so much of this record is just it's so kind of swirly and yes vibe-y. And droney, that having just a moment like that does sort of elevate the song at this mm-hmm. point.
1: Oh yeah, it's a total shock to the um, ear in a good way. Yeah, like, right. like and it gives every, some space. that wall of sound. Yeah, pulls away and you're left with something. And that's kind of what I was noting on earlier when I was commenting on how I like the guitar line, even though Colin, you were saying you were sick of the tone because it was like too much muchness with the trim mm-hmm. and the phase or whatever. Like, I'm just glad to have. An element in this wall of sound that sticks out, whether it's the vocal, whether it's bass, whether it's hand claps. I want something to poke through at me. I love the guitar. The guitar is great. Obviously, it's like his masterwork. Like he knows how to just build guitar levels. But yeah, I, I really love that bass moment. Also, my one other note on this song is I like the lyric. It shakes my, the interplay between, it shakes my sickest phase, like a phase, like a season. And then it shakes my sickest face. Ooh, Um, I I thought that was like really simple but strong. You know, I don't know if I've ever noticed that, TJ. But thank you. I like that too. It's like a simple change, but it you know it's still kind of that loose rhyme scheme, but it creates a very different picture in in the mind. So, do you think you wrote this song about uh,
2: when Happy Days started doing reruns on on TV again? in the 80s <laughs> and, yeah for sure yeah yeah 100% okay. yeah
1: yeah but then the reruns were too much so he he got sick of them and it was a sick phase
2: yeah that's true yeah that tends to happen when you watch too much
1: again and At again and again mm-hmm. true. it's
2: like oh
0: my god TV land where's Mork and Mindy come on break uh, it up <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a monotonous in here here's track Good. number 9 She Only Knows Okay, this is only two chords, right? I think
1: you're right. right. This whole song, that feels I think right. You're right. That's not enough chords. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How That's many chords enough. is enough chords for a song, Kyle? Three. In the three truth. minimum.
0: And the truth.
2: And the truth. That's all well you said. need. Well said, sir. <laughs> uh, two's not enough though. Two no. and and some two and a half. Chorus truth? is not. I don't enough. know. I, yeah. Two and a half.
1: <laughs> Two and no 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 as an outro doesn't make it not a song. no 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 here's the thing
0: I would give this song a lot more grace if it was earlier in the record I think this is kind of a sequencing
2: problem I like it as a second to last it's a kind of a wind down I don't need
0: a wind I've had a wind down for ten minutes already right like we've been steadily winding down from zenith and it's just like it can either be the last track or just not be here at all. Mm. And I don't want us the last track because I love the dungeon. Mm. Just cut it. Yeah. Wow. Make this an EP. It's a real TJ move. It is. <laughs> I'm going to stick up for this song. Fine. Because... All right, this has been Church Jams Now. Wait, wait,
2: wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> can you show me like this? <laughs> Sorry. I love our energy on this episode. I just got to say, this has been really Star fun. Starflyer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, this is a song... Uh, I've listened to this record, obviously, for years. Been a Starflyer fan for years. Never really paid much attention to this song. Mm. This time around, I did pay attention to it. Uh, because, one, I think the guitar is gorgeous. It is only two chords, Kylan. So your point is valid and sustained. But I do think the guitar effects and kind of some of whatever he's doing, like quarterly, is pretty is pretty gorgeous. Here, I think Jason's Vox sounds pretty good on this one. And yeah. I think it's maybe like because it's pretty chill. He doesn't have to like try to like get above and sing higher. Maybe the key, and it's not it's not as reverbed out. So I think they're sitting at a good place in the mix. But I think it's more of like a comfortable place for his vocals. And I think this is his best vocals on the record, where it doesn't seem like he's
1: reaching or he's not as confident as on some of the other songs. Yeah, that's I didn't think about that. That it's that it's not as drenched in the Mm. reverb. But
0: well if you just had one more chord in there it'd be a great song <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> that's the, the only thing keeping it from being a great <laughs> <Yeah>. song.
0: <laughs> just one more chord man just go to the minor six like one time i think I yeah the the just three. a four, four to five. five just a four to a five think. probably yeah i think so yeah,
1: probably yeah. i just wonder if like and you know this is a, a trigger warning here a little bit but like i'm that, like again to the point that like a lot of his imagery is dark like Holding hands by the roadside makes it better. Nothing here, nothing here can make it sadder. Like it feels like, oh, and then the chorus, the first line of the chorus is she only knows the world on that. It's better. It feels like, is there, was there a car crash? Are we like, again, trigger warning, but it's like, are we contemplating suicide? What's, what's happening? There's a lot of questions and no answers, just the word no over and over again. But to resume my little narrative, it does feel like something happened here at the end of the relationship. Whether it's a metaphorical or literal car crash, whether there's literal loss or figurative loss, loss of relationship, um, I think this is the end here. Um, and then the next track is like the epilogue, if you will. Mm. But I think we've we've uh, run our course um, and and we've we've come to the end. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I set us up earlier saying, we'll see how the relationship goes. Well, here's how it went. Tragic and burn, guys. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I do like having the lyric by the roadside as like, I don't know, I feel like
2: Jason doesn't have a lot of this like, location, here's a thing, like, that you can be like, oh, I'm imagining this now. It's very, there's finally like, some specificity. Yeah. It. So I yep. do like that. That's a new, nice new
1: thing there. Yep. Yeah. I like it as well. Brings you into the scene a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I mean, spoiler alert for whenever we get to
2: gold, but there's the famous um, messed up trilogy in the middle where like three songs have the song title mess in them. So I think the first two records are like kind of, I don't know if they are breakup records or they're just like, he's like, I guess I'll just write about this because this is what people write about with like, in it's music relatable. kind of thing. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that in You're really feeling the mess on these first two Starfire records. So Mm, mm -hmm. it's not a surprise that this relationship ends with nothing here and makes it sadder. Well, gentlemen, it comes down to this. Let's
0: travel down into the dungeon. Track 10, the final track, The Dungeon. I like that it brings back the big
2: guitars. Yep, you've yep. had that.
0: You've been missing that a little bit.
2: It's a good bookend. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's Her what I think too. Because I'm curious if you put Sled first, Kylan. Where are you putting Blue Collar Love?
0: I hadn't thought that that far ahead. Okay,
2: because I do Cause like I,
0: having do, li- I the do like I do like Blue Collar Love as first, and the dungeon as the last yeah. track. Yeah. Well, I'll have to think about it. I might post an alternate track list. That works.
1: I look forward to it.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize how heavy this song is until someone in the Starfire group posted or, like, mentioned there's a live performance. I'm sure there's multiple, but, like, seeing and hearing Jason play it live, you're like, dang, this song is heavy. And I think that's a bummer because I don't think the production did a good job of capturing that Mm because I would have loved to have, like, that massive riff on, like, the, the left and the right just, like, just coming in super strong, Huge. but it sounds like it's just like right up the middle, one guitar doing it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't like translate as much for me of like, it took me years and someone being like, oh, you have to listen to the live version to realize how heavy it is for me to be like, oh, this song is heavy. So, right. I think that's a bummer when that, like I've, they may have talked about it before, but when I saw, I saw Thrice play Visu for the 15th anniversary and I saw, seeing them play it live. I was like, I never realized, realized how heavy this oh, how record heavy. is. Yeah. But when you listen to the record, yeah. you're like, it's not, like, it is heavy, but the production does not do it justice. And I feel the same way with this song.
0: Yep. Yeah. I totally agree. This is almost my favorite song. I like this. I like it yeah. a lot, yeah. It feels
1: real minor key, like, real grungy. It is kind of that that classic grunge progression with the kind of chuggy drums. Yeah.
2: Oh, and the way the drums come over in in the beginning,
1: again. just like those big hits.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah love that pretty huge love that and then there's that there's that fun like filter on the drums at 120 Mm -hmm. as they're like doing that big fill that's just a super Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. like just a little production choice goes a long way
1: yeah Ooh, that's so fun Mm -hmm. in my narrative this is uh Somebody either literally or kind of like in a dream state, maybe is is in the afterlife um, at this point. Whether that's purgatory, there's there's a hallway reference, which which I think serves as a really nice um, placeholder or or sort of pseudonym almost for like purgatory, or if it's hell, because um, I think like what about space? Or it could be space. Starfire. Let's go with space. Fifty
0: nine. There's so much space. shit. I'm so Screw surprised what I you said. didn't like. Let's go with space. Like well, I don't know why you didn't. Like, <laughs> no, I think we roll can, with we the can,
2: space. We thing. can translate this into it. Like it happens. All space is this purgatory. story happens in space. Yeah. I yeah, I think yeah. There we you go. It. Yeah. Ooh. Just,
1: yeah. Just make the backdrop space. Take yeah. my whole story. Just put it in space. Just put it in space in put a galaxy
0: in far, far away.
1: Near, near uh 59 <laughs> miles away.
0: Uh, you know what though? Like conceptually, vibe-wise. I did get, and it was probably just because of the name of the band, the titles and stuff. I got mm-hmm. a real, um, TJ, you will know this, the last season of Black Mirror, the episode yes. with Josh Hartnett and Aaron Paul.
1: Yes. yes. I got
0: real that, like, like retro mid-century yeah. space mm-hmm. tragedy. But super dark. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But also, like, on a farm. Like, yeah. that was totally the vibe I got from, like, all of this.
1: Mm-hmm. The blue collar of it <laughs> all. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And there is a little callback Take Your Blue News. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that lyric in, in this final song is a nice little mm-hmm. nod back to where we started. Yeah. Cause we get blue collar love. We get blue skies
2: in the zenith, mm-hmm. right in the middle. And then we get blue news blue in the dungeon. So we get beginning, yep. middle, end. Great symmetry. Mm, nice. Nice. Stupid for the album to be called silver, but that's fine. it should have been blue. Should've been blue. Yeah. Should have been blue. Yeah, there hadn't been any big records named blue at this point in music history, so no. he should have done it. For sure. Mm-hmm. Totally. Blue blue oh no I'm trying to Dabba Dabba and Fly.
0: Well, no, that was after this this I I was trying to make a Donald Miller joke, but I don't have oh. oh, anyways. Nice. Okay. I was making a Tony Mitchell <laughs> joke. Star like
1: <laughs> fly like star like jazz.
0: Okay, gentlemen, we listened to Silver by Starflyer sure 59. Did. We have we have done our due diligence and finally covered Starflyer 59. Yes. I know Josh has been looking forward to this for a long time. I know all the Starflyer, the what what do they call themselves? Starheads. No,
2: we do. All the star Star-ets? flyers.
0: I'm going to call them star ets. Yes, I love that. <laughs> All you star I know have been here. It feels for very the, 50s. For, for the two Star-ets. hours <laughs> are here for this content. And it comes down to this Is Silver by Starflyer59 a flop or a bop? Josh, as our resident star flyer, I'm going to let you pick the order in which mm. we, we give our final verdicts. It feels right. Yeah.
2: I want to do this a little bit fun. I'm going to do okay. me, okay. TJ, Kylan.
0: Okay. Ooh, saving yeah. me for last. I like I that. Am. I like I that. am. You're, okay. you're
1: letting him uh, put on his <laughs> little drama queen wig. I know. Maybe I should. Put his makeup I on. Just, uh, I got my finger picks on. This. I'm
0: ready. Here we go. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right. Starrettes out there. The moment you've all been waiting (laughs) for. (laughs) So, it's no surprise to anyone listening, I am a big Starflyer fan. And I love later Starflyer. And I love a lot of stuff all around with Starflyer. But like I said before, this is one of my least favorite Starflyer records. So, I was trying to imagine what it would be like if Starfire had been just a one-album wonder of the 90s, they just did this one album, mm. and then they disbanded, and then it just kind of became this cult classic record that everyone has been clamoring on our show for us to cover, and we're like, we're not familiar with this record, but, like, sure, everyone keeps mentioning it. We'll cover it, I guess. And so then we jump into it. There's obviously some stuff that I enjoy on it, but I don't know if I would have just gone in without, like, without knowing the rest of jason's catalog in starfire and beyond starfire of what he's done right that i don't know if i would have like there would have been enough to latch on to catch me because like i i enjoy and like obviously the easy uh association is loveless by my bloody valentine right i enjoy that record i'll throw it on there's only a few songs that like i think actually like prick my ear other than that, it's fun vibe, just like in the background kind of music. And this record probably would have been that in right. this scenario. So I'm like, I could see myself flopping if this was all that existed. Right. But that's not the case. <laughs> all of the rest of Starflyers, 16 other LPs exist, and Jason Martin has been incredibly yeah. prolific and inspiring in his career. A deep discography, man. The deep, deep discography. And he keeps churning them out, and I'm always here for them. So uh, I'll give it a bop, but... I'm just saying it in another universe, it could have maybe gotten a flop. Cause like I said, yeah, far from my sense. favorite. But you know what? Yeah. I'll I'll yeah, happily give it a bop here. I love right.
1: that. Well. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. DJ. Here we are. Mm,
2: here we are.
1: I mean. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. The same. It's me, Morrissey. Cosworth. Cosworth <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Take all the good things that you wish. You know I'm coming. Mm. So yeah, given that I thought this was gonna sound like Jimmy World and Pedro the Lion, (laughs) it sounds just like that.
0: If you slow
1: everything down, if you just like like detune it, yep, 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 yeah. And if you like, if you gave Pedro like giant amps and fuzz pedals,
2: man, can you imagine?
1: Yeah, I can. I just did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's what this. No, we just experienced it. It would be wild, though. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I think my prediction of a a bear bop was was pretty pretty on the nose. I think I think I was I was right on. There were a lot of moments across this album that I really enjoyed, and like you know, like I said, you know, I think Hazelwood is kind of like a great example of what I like Starflyer doing, um, and and I am curious to see as we go on. What else? Kind of what other avenues Jason goes down, and and what other genres he explores, and and like you mentioned um, earlier, Josh, his his vocal switch. Um, I'm really curious to see how that kind of informs um, my feelings on on Starflyer overall. Um, but this album was definitely like a challenge for me. It's it's very sludgy. It's very fuzzy. It's a little. Wall of sound where where as I mentioned I, I kinda want those distinct elements popping out. I want lyrics to hook into. I want, you know, some vocals that are maybe a little stronger. There there were there were a lot of things to love about this album, but there ultimately was not enough happening in it to to scrape across the bop line. So it does fall on the flop side, but it's right on the edge. Oh, Ooh, right right flopper on the edge. 59. star flopper fifty nine. Star flopper fifty nine. I love that. it's a star flopper for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a star bopper, but it it was fun to dig into this. And and Josh, honestly, the thing that I came away uh, thinking was like, yeah, I understood you as a guitarist a lot more. Oh, uh, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I do that percent. is a compliment. 100,000%. <laughs> <hundred thousand> <laughs> and it is a compliment because that was the thing that stuck out on this album that I loved. I actually really yeah. loved when he was leaning hard into the weird tremolo, the phasey stuff, whatever is happening in the chorus. Any of those effects that he's just like kind of dialing in and, and, and crafting weird, wild guitar tone with, I was a fan of it. Um, every single example of that was like... A delight to the ear um, and I was curious like every time I was like oh how is he doing that um, so it, it made me kind of more of a guitar nerd and it also made me appreciate kind of your approach to guitar and your and your knowledge base and your passion for guitar so that is a bop to me because that's a bop for me more about right my there Josh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah wow compared to Jason Marnell take that yeah, yeah, TJ, you should. That and I that? defy you, Kylan, to try to break up the bros.
2: <laughs>
0: I was over about here. to say,
1: TJ, He's that was a full circle. Baby. I know
0: that was like such a master class in like political turn of phrase because yep. you flopped this album yep. and made us all feel really good about <laughs> it at the, by the end of it. Like that was genius. That was like I'm Machiavellian.
1: Sneaky. I mean, yeah, that was you. I loved that. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't do that. <laughs> he knows what. But he I did. also meant oh, every damn sure. word. Uh, right? So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all okay. Right. What do you got?
2: Ooh, Is it we're me? Split half and half now.
1: Kai Dog. It's all All right.
2: Let
0: me preface this by saying, any starettes listening, if <laughs> if if you want to feel good about your favorite band, maybe just skip ahead 15 minutes. <laughs> Um (laughs) it's gonna take fifteen minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow,
1: we got a full diatribe from tonight. No.
0: Um okay. So a few years ago, when I fully became aware of how much Josh loved Starflyer fifty nine, I started looking through the discography and was like, holy shit, this is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate. Uh, so I asked Josh specifically like hey what are some albums I should start with knowing like because Josh and I have known each other for so long at this point and he knows kind of what I like and what I don't like yeah and I asked him what do you think I could get into he did not suggest this album Uh, Josh, I think you suggested Changing of the Guard. Changing of the Guard, yep. Yeah. So I listened to that. Loved it. Great record. I listened to Young in My Head. Loved it. Another great record. And then earlier this year, I was on a road trip, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a Starflyer deep dive. I'm going to start at the very beginning. Whoa. So I did apparently listen to this record before, and I don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) It was so memorable. marble. Yeah, <laughs> like at all. I thought this was the one with like the the look like the Ford logo. <laughs> oh, she's the queen. <laughs> um, here's my my big thing. I'm just going to use the general blanket term shoe gaze, right? Like everyone knows what I mean when I say that. I, I think you know. I, I feel like the genre I, I, critics are ready. Yeah, not, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's no. Right. Not right. I, I, f- I feel like I have to give this sort of like disclaimer to that because when you have fans that are as into Starflyer as starettes are, <laughs> like I, I I have to give like, like I, I have to say that like I'm fully aware that it is much more complex than that. But this is the easiest way for me to like communicate this. Right. Mm-hmm. Shoegaze music to me is like enchiladas. I can I... <laughs> wait for this.
1: You like it when it's cheesy?
0: Well, no. I always think that I love enchiladas. Oh, okay. And then every time I get into an enchilada, I'm like, I kind of just wish this was a taco and that it was easier to eat.
1: <laughs> so, what is, so what is, to Shoegaze's enchilada, what is the taco? Uh,
0: like... Indie pop? I don't know. Indie Pop.
1: There it is. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank yeah. Thank you. Like this I, I resonate with this analogy quite or, a bit. Or, <laughs> on both lo- the cuisine French level and the musical what level. Jason turns into on later
2: Starflyer. Exactly. So, exactly. Hey. Exactly.
0: Okay. But I will get I'm down with like two or three delicious cheesy spicy beanie bites of an enchilada (laughs) bite (laughs) not two or three enchiladas two or three bites (laughs) yeah which is (laughs) kind of how i feel about shoegaze music yeah because i
1: mean after that many bites your stomach is at its zenith you might say and i just start to zone out Mm -hmm.
0: and that's what was hard about this record for me like it was hard To find those moments that like really hook, Because the big thing for me is like, is I knew this about myself, but I never really considered it much until the listen throughs of this record of how important a vocal hook is for me. Yes. I think that was the biggest thing. And well, because Josh, you and I have talked about this a lot. Like like the Taking Back Sunday self-titled, and kind of everything beyond, there aren't vocal melodies that I can, like, I can't sing along.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, to hook the, into. That, that's
0: the hardest thing. And especially yep. because, like, I listen to so much music when I'm, like, driving my car. When you're just doing, like, fuzzy power chords, I can't really, like, play electric guitar while I'm driving a car. Like, all, <laughs> all you can really do to, like, for engage. me to, like, like really connect and engage yep. is, like, sing along. And I couldn't do that. So then when that, when, when, when that doesn't happen, my brain just kind of like switches off. This is automatically background noise. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think I still am a Starflyer 59 fan. This is definitely mm-hmm. not my Starflyer 59 record. Right. Uh, because also, so in terms of that, when I want an enchilada... <laughs> I'm very specific about it. And I want it from a specific Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not just going to go out willy-nilly and just order an enchilada from anywhere. Right. Yeah. So if I want an enchilada, about it. I'm going to listen to Jesus and Mary Chain or My, my Bloody Valentine. Yeah. They, I, just, I don't have the emotional connection to this record for the elements that I enjoyed about it to stand out. On their own, enough for me to like continue to like seek this out. Right. Mm -hmm. So, for that, this is going to be a flop for me.
2: Ooh, but I say that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, and Starrettes, come at me. Come at me, man. Yeah. Come at Kylan. Don't come at me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) I say that once again with a little more knowledge of Starflyer 59's discography. Right. And yeah, I think how much easier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cause I originally I was thinking about it. I was like, I may give this, because we have on the show given things a contextual bop. Mm-hmm. Um TJ, I, I I think you set that precedent. Yes. Where like as you get more into the discography of a certain band, you may mm-hmm. like reconsider. Yep. I just know there's so much Starflyer out there. Right. And there's
1: so much more that I connect with that I'm perfectly okay flopping this record. And that's also why I'm okay to flop it, because I'm optimistic about where Jason's headed, where where the sound is going. And so there will be a lot more that both of y'all will enjoy for sure. Cool. And I don't think I enjoy as well.
0: Yeah. I don't think I've given a flop this year yet. So Uh, following up last week. Oh, that's right. Well, I was much too soft in twenty twenty
2: three. I'm coming down hard. You got it. So you got to twenty twenty four. Yeah. You gotta, you know, set a standard and just adhere. Yeah, it was to like
0: eighty three percent bops. What, yep. what was that shit? Yeah, Come on, I know.
2: Man. This is lame. So uh, I quit the podcast for you guys hitting my favorite band. So bye. Uh, All right. Yes. See, you, Josh. Well uh, Kyle, we've had a yeah. great run, buddy. Yep. No, All this right. is so,
0: next episode this we're gonna cover awesome. we're gonna recover Alien Youth by Skillet.
2: The last This is episode. also why I should have talked about this before, but this is also why like as Starfire is one of my favorite bands. Like I almost never recommend Starfire to anyone cuz I'm like I know it's not an easy thing to get right. into. Right. Even mm. some of Jason's later stuff, I like yeah. you I think you have to be a certain kind of person to like get for into sure. it. So for sure. that's why I'm never like listen to Starfire everyone. I'm like I get why people probably yeah. wouldn't like it. So Yeah. So
0: uh, are so you're thank you for validating no, that our, was my closing our, our thought our on the podcast. I'm still yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm leaving oh, Okay, you're <laughs> oh, still gone. Okay. okay. You guys well, are lame.
2: Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I'm going to um, leave you all one star review. Put just star floppers on this podcast.
1: Please. <laughs> the star are pissed. <laughs>
2: I will say
0: I I'm excited we've 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 uh <laughs> broken the ice. Thank you. I was going to say penetrated, but that didn't feel yeah, right. I knew Which you were looking for something, and we're going to land <laughs>
1: you, in that area. You did say it now. You did yeah. say it. Thank you, Josh. You did Josh. not yeah. say it.
0: Um, well, we've penetrated the ice on Starflyer 59. <laughs> oh, no. So we will continue to thrust deeper into it uh, <laughs> later nope. on uh, in the nope. podcast. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, if you enjoyed, uh Nonsense like this We have more of it on our Patreon At patreon.com slash podcast. Of course, from all of us here At the CGA and crew May all your favorite bands stay together And peace out, Monfres Peace out,
1: Blue-collar love Blue-collar love